Hello, listener, and welcome to Straight Shot Health Talk. This is the podcast that provides honest and straightforward information about health, wellness, and how to survive our crazy healthcare system. This is for people who want to focus on getting well instead of just treating symptoms. Sound like you? Then let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. This is your host, Dr. Kevin. And today we're going to talk about why do you see your doctor? That's a pretty, you know, it should be a simple question. You know, why are we seeing your doctors? What are they good for? And I'm going to say say it's, it's something that we need to think about a little bit more. Now, why do we have to talk about this? Well, most people go to the doctor because they are feeling unwell. Unless you have some sort of appointment that's already made or you're trying to get a sports physical or you're having your, your yearly checkup, uh, which, by the way, does not have a lot of great evidence to support its use. Um, I know that has been difficult for some. I post about that somewhere else and a lot of people got upset with me. Other people were like, whoa, I didn't know that. But really the data on preventive exams or exams where you have no reason to be there other than just to... I don't know, whatever they're being talked about, uh, really don't seem to do much for your health overall. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh, You're going to the doctor because something feels wrong. All right. Now, what you're going then for is to make sure that there is not something, and I'm going to use air quotes here, serious, end quote, uh, going wrong with you. That the reason that you are feeling wrong or feeling bad is nothing serious. Now, that is very different than framing this question of why you go to a doctor in a way that says you go to a doctor to find out what is wrong with you. All right. Now, why is this um, important to understand? Well, it changes the way that we expect the visit to go. If we go in looking for reassurance that there isn't something, again, quote, end quote, end quote, serious going on, it means that we may not leave that appointment knowing what is causing or why we're feeling bad, but we're going to feel more comfortable knowing that it isn't these horrible, awful things. Now, could it still be horrible, awful things? Of course, you can also get hit by a car walking across the street when you least expect it or have a piece of airline debris fall out of the sky and kill you. There's lots of uncertainty in life. But in general, it is not as difficult to find out whether there is something, again, serious, risk of life or death or something that is really worrisome that we need to address by cutting, poking, or drug it, drugging it, which are the three therapies that we have in medical ther- therapy. Now, the difference between that and going, what is wrong with me, is because if we focus on knowing what is wrong, it means you need to leave, or at least you want to leave that appointment knowing, at least or having someone tell you what is wrong with you, in order for that to be a satisfactory visit. Now, the problem is, in most situations, there are so many different variables of what could possibly causing these feelings of wrongness or not feeling well, that actually getting a true diagnosis of what is causing you to feel bad um, is, is not going to happen. The worst situation, though, is that we tell you it's something it isn't, all right, or we treat you for something that it isn't. And I'm going to use an example of, say, a cough, cold, or congestion. You feel miserable achy, just awful. You go into the urgent care, you're going to the doctor's office and you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And um, realistically, most cough, colds, congestions are caused by a virus 
Most viruses are what we would call benign, meaning that they aren't going to kill you. Can, are there some that can? Yes, Ebola is a virus. We don't have it here, thank goodness. Um, but most viruses, like the common cold viruses, of which there's hundreds of thousands of different variants, they, they don't necessarily kill you. They just make you feel bad. But if you go in there wanting to have the diagnosis or you have, you know, want something to take for it, then the doctor may be more likely to say, well, you're, it's, you, you need to take an antibiotic or you've got uh, you know, pharyngitis caused by whatever. And so you walk out with a therapy that you didn't need. You also walk out with a diagnosis that you may not need. Now, now this happens a little bit more in, in um, the pain realm. Pain, uh, we've done a couple episodes on that in the past, and I'm doing some projects right now related to back pain, it is, a, is a tricky entity. All right. Um, pain is not what people will commonly, you know, pain is not a thing. It, it really is an experience. It's a response to a situation. It is not the reason for the situation. It's the output uh, from, the, from your brain as a device rather than the input that is going into it. But what happens with pain, people, you know, pain obviously also sucks. Uh, and it is meant to. It is meant to ca- call our attention to areas of the body or that something needs to change, that something something is going on or, or that we need to look at or possibly pay more attention to. Um, if we look at pain in a model of um, you know, acute pain and you get stabbed with something in the leg, that sends a nociceptive signal. You know, there's a nerve transmission that goes from that area. There's special nerves that send it up to your brain. Um, and that brain attracts attracts attention to the brain, and then that attention, uh, the context of where you are, you know, if you're at home or you're in a threatening environment, um, what it means if you had it, similar things, uh, your emotional state, how you're feeling at that moment in time, um, a whole host of factors go on and take that nociceptive signal, that that just that nerve transmission from where you got poked in the leg, and then generates the experience pain from it. All right. So once we have that experience then, or once we have that pain complaint, then you're, it's, it's, it's uh, focusing our attention in that area. And then if you know, obviously you look at it and if there's a pencil sticking in your leg, you want to pull it out, whatever the case may be. Um, or it could be nothing. You could have just been scratched by a thorn or you just had a weird poke, but it could be nothing. It's just calling our attention to it. But when we try to find for things for chronic conditions or you're chronically feeling bad or chronic pain and trying to assign... Uh, a what is causing this uh, is when the problems start. So if you look at things like back pain, right? Most back pain, we don't know what causes it, all right? We are good at telling you what it isn't in ruling out those things, which are few and serious. Those are things like infections in your spine. You can have bacteria or bacterial infections that are involved along the spinal column and they get abscesses, which are like, you know, big pussy pockets around your spinal cord. Those are extraordinarily rare, by the way, very, very rare. Um, but we can rule those out. You can have cancer around your spine uh, that has, you know, they're growing large tumors, et cetera. That can cause compression. That will also send a nociceptive signal from, you know, that as that pushes on the nerves in that area, sends a nociceptive signal to the brain. That, again, that nociceptive signal, that pressure is not, Pain, it is just a signal. You have to take the brain to take all that information to create the experience of pain, which is a response. It's an output from it. Um, but we're pretty good at identifying that as well. If you have a 
trauma, you know, you were in a horrible accident or you fell from, a, uh, from the roof or something and you have back pain. We're pretty good at evaluating that. But for other cases, we're not. Um, we will commonly label it as a strain or a sprain or a muscle spasm or whatever. And I will tell you that most of those diagnoses we don't really know for sure. Those are guesswork. Uh, to actually fig figure out whether you have a sprain or strain it would be beyond the scope of a normal visit. Our physical exam in those situations are absolutely miserable. Uh, we are not very good at it when we feel your back of actually identifying true muscular spasm or not. We use words like tight. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not being cruel. I know there's some doctors listening to this. I, I, I call things sprains or strains as well. It's, it's really we just don't know. We know that, that something's going on in there. They're sending some sort of nociceptive signal uh, that someone's experiencing pain. But what we do realize that it is not something like an infection. It's not traumatic. There's nothing broken. Um, there's no you know, cancer in the back. Now, that reassurance then is what you're looking for. You know, we're sorry you're having back pain. I, it will get better with time. Make sure you stay moving, et cetera. Um, but it, we, we're, we're pretty convinced it's nothing serious. All right. Now, pursuing a diagnosis saying, well, that's not good enough for me. I want to know what it is. That's where the problems happen. Because when you're trying to find the what, uh, as I said, we're, there are so many possible what's. Most of them um, we can't discover. But we will start looking for anything or possible that we can assign the blame, almost like a scapegoat. And in the back, we do things like x-rays or MRIs. And then we start telling you that you have degenerative disc disease, that's causing your back pain. Absolutely false, by the way. Degenerative disc disease is not a disease. It's just aging. It's like saying uh, wrinkles on your face are, are a disease. Um, or we say that you have arthritis in your spine or you have bulging discs. Uh, you have, God, what else can I talk about here? You know, bulging discs, degenerative discs, bone spurs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And 99% of the time, those are incidental findings. Now, what that the problem that happens with that though is someone really wants to know uh, what that what what is causing it rather than to to be reassured that the bad things are not there uh, and the doctors as I used to tell patients doctors are you know we're trained we want to be the smartest person in the room um, we want people to feel uh, not just reassurance but we want to be able to provide them that diagnosis even though we don't know it and so then we start assigning things. We start saying, again, that the bulging disc is the cause of your pain, that the degenerative disc is the cause of your pain. And that labeling can cause substantial harm. Because now not only do you uh, have that pain, but now since we've assigned it to a structure in your back, again, that is 99% of the time um, not correlated with that back pain, uh, you, you, there, that's a permanent that's permanent. That's per something permanently in your back that every time you feel a twinge in your back, you may now wonder if that degenerative disc or that bulging disc or that bone spur or whatever is causing the pain. Uh, again, and as the evidence sto states, and I have tons of studies on this, uh, there is not co correlation to it. But having that belief then makes you hyper aware, hyper aware of whatever is going on in your back. That can also encourage you to get more therapy because as we turn more attention to that back, if we start having more episodes, we start thinking about it more. Uh, we start noticing it more um, because one of the interesting things about pain is, um, as I said, it's a it's sort of a survival mechanism. It's an, it's an attention-grabbing uh, modality that our brain is sort of wired for this. 
And so when you have a nociceptive signal, that, that, that signal from the body, and then it goes into the brain and is processed into that responsive pain, we can amplify that by paying attention to whatever that source signal is. Sort of like saying, you know, if you sort of attend the pain, if you start being actively engaged in looking for when you are feeling that feeling that is, that is being transformed in this feeling of pain, you will happen more and more often. All right. So then it comes the catastrophic cascade of what was an MRI to rule out or find what is causing your pain rather than, you know, using it more appropriately of most people don't need any imaging except in rare incidences. And when you do have imaging performed like those x-rays and MRIs is to rule out what is clinically suspected, meaning what the doctor thinks may be there and does not want to see, you know, the rare causes of back pain, the cancers, the infections, whether there's broken bones and movement, et cetera. Um, but it, but that's, that's what it's good for. It's good for ruling those out, but it is not good for ruling in a source. Okay. Again, because number one, pain, pain is an output. It's a response from your brain. Brain, it is not a thing uh, that is found in your back, uh, but over for a source of a nociceptive signal either. And that nociceptive signal, again, being a bulging disc or saying that there's some sort of, you know, we can't see muscle spasms. We can't see muscle strains. We can't see little mild muscle tears or what are the hundreds of other structures in the back that could send a little transmission up to the brain that can be perceived as pain. All right. So number one, you're going to a doctor for evaluation to really let you know whether or not why you're feeling bad is something serious or not. Okay. In the absence of those, um, you want reassurance that there are none of these horrible, awful things present. And I got to tell you, most of the time we're pretty good at that. Bad things um, are bad. Bad things often will surface with uh, some pronounced things. Uh, the way you look, you know, blood pressure, et cetera, some things on the physical exam. In the absence, you just really want reassurance. You don't want the what. You don't want someone to just assign you what's causing it. You really just want them to tell you what isn't causing it, which are the horrible, awful, bad things. And then lastly, you know, the importance of, of, of education. In a, an ideal environment, which we don't have, uh, your physician would have time to actually educate you on why uh, they don't believe that any of these horrible, awful things are there, to reassure you, um, that uh, it should get better with time and then even to, to you know to provide you some hints on how you can either move better stretch better whatever to make you feel better in the meantime um, but all those things take time and of course we don't have those in those healthcare system so while that would be ideal uh, let's just focus on the first two that things that you can get they want to evaluate you want them to evaluate you we want them to be able to make sure that whatever it is that's caught, making, that for whatever reason that you're feeling bad is not a horrible, awful thing. And in the absence of those, that's what you're going for. It is not something horrible, awful. We may not know exactly what's causing it, but at least we don't know it's these horrible, awful things. Uh, and in the, and with that, uh, you can leave and take your chicken soup and let yourself heal over time and then stay away from bad, potentially labeling or other things that we do in the healthcare system. All right, so anyway, I just wanted to kind of clear that up because you eat, people can, can, can pursue a diagnosis to the ends of the earth. Um, and then sometimes at the end of that uh, diagnosis, even if, if they end up labeling you with, with something, I have seen some crazy labels on people. Uh, you know, people have gone to three or four or five different medical centers. We're talking like Stanford, UCLA, Oregon Health Sciences, et cetera, uh, trying to pursue these diagnoses. And then finally, someone just gave them a, a diagnosis of which really didn't make any sense at all. 
Um, but then that person was labeled by that. And it may have provided them some degree of certainty, but ultimately the treatment didn't change at all. I mean, there was no, there was no treatment for it. It didn't change what they should be doing. Uh, it didn't change, um, you know, the things that you need to do to stay healthy. Uh, instead, you just you got a label out of it saying that now you had this. Um, and, and there's something to be said about labels. And that's a whole different episode, which we're not going to talk about today. But you don't. What you're going for is you're trying to get evaluated to make sure horrible, awful things aren't there. In the absence of those horrible, awful things, you want reassurance, uh, and then it's time and healing and making sure that you focus on health-related activities: movement, stretching, making sure you're eating the right things, avoiding stress, avoiding toxic things, uh, you know, smoking, drugs, etc., uh, and letting tincture of time get better. All right. Uh, so hopefully that cleared things up. If it didn't. Let me know. You can just post a comment at straightshothealth.com or if you're on um, uh, the email list, you can shoot me an email and I'll check it out that way. And until next time, folks, stay well. 